Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. It's the Lapsed Fan Wrestling Podcast with Jack Encarnacio and J.P. Sorrow. And we're back. It is the Laps Fan Wrestling Podcast. It is the Hopper's gift to the solar system. It is <laughs> exposed. Pro Wrestling's greatest secrets revealed. Oh, God. November 1998, NBC boss tonight. Eight masked wrestlers NBC. will enter the ring. Oh, oh let, let's just let Nick Fuckhead do it. Because, uh, you know, he, he's, he's ready to go. And I'm ready to go with him. Tonight, eight masked wrestlers will enter the ring in this deserted arena and expose some of the greatest secrets of all. The secrets of pro wrestling. I'm going to show you how fake it is. (laughs) These brave men are risking their careers, as well as their personal safety, to reveal what wrestling federations don't want you to know. There will be some people that are angry at me for what I'm doing here. How they make it look so real, even though it isn't. What do you mean by fake? Do you want me to tell you that we know who's going to win and lose? If you're overly concerned about whether you win or lose, you're in the wrong business. It's not real. Totally predetermined. (laughs) It's fake. But don't be mistaken. If you think wrestling is all just one big hoax, you may be shocked when you discover the secrets. I mean, I am. I mean, they literally say everything I need to hear. I am just speechless. Oh, you want you want to say wrestling's predetermined? Well, guess what? It is predetermined. (laughs) Like, oh, okay. (laughs) I know it comes at you so fast. It's like before you even have a chance to think of the question, they're answering it and like screaming it at you, actually. And just you know, affirming everything too, which is the funny part. Like everything is is like, yeah, yeah, it's fucking fake. It's a ride. And the dulcet tones of Nick Bakai underneath it. At oh least he doesn't God. have any sarcasm in his voice. That's a, that's a blessing. The secrets. The secrets. Pro wrestling. Of in pro other wrestling. words, like, like, do I really have to do this? Like, like, I don't know. I have to fucking talk about this shit. Oh, my God. Listen, I'm a writer. Okay. I'm trying to. I'm, you know, I got, I, got, I, uh, I got things that I've got going on. 
You know, I mean, I'm writing, you know, I guess I got some pilots and I got a got spec script here. I mean, I got, I got meetings table? this week with fucking, you know, with Paramount and Warner Brothers. And we're talking, I got to do this. Got to write to table or farm to table. What's it going to be? <laughs> I'm a scratch writer. Okay. I write from oh. scratch. The guy in the black mask no. who screams, I'm going to show you how fake it is. I'm thinking, no, you won't. <laughs> you won't. I've seen this special. You do not come anywhere no. close to showing me how fake it is. <laughs> These brave men are risking their careers as well as their personal safety to reveal. Well, if it's fake, why are they risking their personal safety? <laughs> it's just it's just amazing. They show the mask guys, the blade scar, oh my God. all of that, the table breaking. It's just fucking it's hilarious. It's just yeah. it's a, it's a barrel of laughs. This it's, whole show. Th- this is for this is for this is some kind. Like I said, I mean, I've said it from the very beginning of this episode. This is some kind of, of of validation for the the people who can't stand wrestling and can't stand people who watch wrestling. Correct, exactly. That's, That's the all this audience. Is. Yeah. Yep. And of course, the font looks like the uh, as seen on TV oh, uh, graphic. Exposed. Looks like Rescue Nine One One. Exposed. Rescue Nine One One. My mom's tits. <laughs> Let's meet the masked man who will expose. Wrestling's greatest secrets. Their names and appearances have changed to protect their identities. And I'm thinking, oh, really? Like the business itself? Yeah. Where everyone goes by their fake names for the rest of their natural what, what lives? You know? Sean, hey, you know. Heartbreak. You know. Raise. <laughs> hey, Raise. Hey, Raise. Can you open your eyes? No. Hey, Raise. I'm annoyed. Thanks to costume designer Ingrid Farron, by the way, oh, who's accredited for creating these just incredibly marketable. <laughs> it's like the cops version of wrestling costumes. Oh, it really. Yeah. I mean, and again, it's just there's such 90s horse shit out of this, you know, and again, in a weird way, in a fun in a fun way for me, at least I, I, I again, I I got some warmth thinking about this on like watching this on a Sunday night at my at, at my parents house, you know, blowing off my homework for the next Monday morning. It's like, uh, I bet this is the kind of wrestling that they were putting together in that IPW taping that Doc Savage did at MGM Grand in 1993. Yes. It's kind of remnant, you know what I mean? It's kind of like what you would do in 1993 if you were trying to do an upstart wrestling promotion. And right. What, what, right. What the very generic perception was of like the, the base material you had to work with to make a marketable right. wrestling yeah, like promotion. When you don't understand that gimmicks don't sell, characters sell. Like right. You start with the action sell. figure and then create a wrestler from it. Right, yeah. right. Work backwards from the licensing opportunity. Um, here is Brute Force, All-American Boy, the Colossus, who's wearing the cane mask, or at least the original Unabomber mask mm. one. Um, ben Hurt. About be- ben Hurt instead of Ben Hurt, boss. I mean, I mean that one's all right. I kind of like that one, Ben Hurt. That's kind of funny. Did it, it was Jim Hurt a consulting producer here? I mean, that is a gimmick well, he would come you know, up with. I like this. We got Ben Hurt. Um, we got Private Pain. Like, you know, like pain in your privates. Right. Anyone else have ball pain like me? No? Okay. Private pain. It's a private pain. One one gimmick that ended up being left on the cutting room floor, according to a Nick Bakai, was crotch sweat. <laughs> so that was uh, interesting. So uh, private pain. I'm thinking, what's up, boss, on that one? <laughs> Uh, Skullduggery, who's a hooded phantom-looking guy. Yeah. Uh, 
Then they show the plancha of Slither in his green snake outfit. A chair shot. Oh, God. One of the guys sells it. Oh, God. And then brash knuckles on John Pierre Lafitte. Okay. <laughs> Coming your way. Uh, Sniper says, you watch every Monday night. You can see they're, oh, they're stomping when they punch kick. It doesn't take a genius to figure that out, folks. The punches are pulled. I got it for you. I got it for you. Come on. Go ahead. Every two minutes, mind you. There's no way getting around it. You watch TV every Monday night, and you can see, oh, they're stomping when they punch. Oh, they're stomping when they kick. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that punches are pulled. Don't you want to, like, not include that clip in a special like this? Know, it kind of right? makes it seem like, yeah, so why are we doing so this why exactly? Why do I watch it anyway? Why do I it makes a good that? point. What What are you revealing? They all And they all, you know what's funny is that they all sound like, they all sound like Glenn Jacobs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they all sound like Glenn Jacobs, and they all, or they sound like, um, like Jesse trying to hide yeah. his Minnesotanness. I think that clip you just played is Chris Daniels and does not sound like him at all. So no, I guess I'll I'm, no, I'm sure they covered their voice. I mean, they covered they covered uh, Harley's voice for sure. Yeah, you know, so so fucking ridiculous. What a dumbass fucking show this is. <laughs> so the way they kind of segmented is they do like titles, like the basics, the moves, the secret, and this is the first one, the basics. Body slam. One. Yes. Every wrestling match is filled with explosive action, violence. <laughs> looks real. The men in the ring. Employ secret tricks to make it look a lot more basic. He sounds so lethargic about saying, you know, it's like, "Eh, eh." it's fake. It's all fake. It's a fake. We made this one up. I love. Oh, I fucking, I love. He was the guy that should have done this. That I know they should have had fucking Jonathan Frakes doing this shit. I, (laughs) I love that, that, that minute long clip. We made this one up. It's fake. It's not true. The business. The anti-truth. The industry. <laughs> but no, we get Nick Bakai instead. Uh, he said the deception starts with five But it's that basic- exact same kind of show. Like, you know, you see Jonathan Frakes. Like, is that that weird kind of lighting where it's kind of like it's smoky. moody and yeah. smoky. But, you know, now all they do is show people living in, like, they interview them in mansions and shit like that, even if they don't live in a mansion. Bizarre. You know, that's what they do now. Some kind of blue-screened mansion. So that's lame. So the producer of the show, the special, tells us the deception starts with five basic moves. I'm thinking, oh, it does? No, the deception starts when these guys decide to get into the business. <laughs> Just ask any uh, personal relationship they've the, ever had. The, the, deception, the deception starts when they try to get in the business, and then right before they go out to the ring, they're told it's all fucking fake. Right. <laughs> Right, the deception starts when they tell themselves it's worth it. Uh, number one, the body slam. Most people think body slam in the ring, it doesn't hurt. Nothing can be further from the truth. <laughs> Although they never explain that it hurts, which is kind of funny. Like they, Yeah, they just throw that out there. It's like, they throw that so out far there. They, it's like, well, it, I mean, it doesn't hurt. It's impactful. It does not hurt, per se. Yeah, yeah so far they pretty much subverted everything they're trying to do. From that line to, you know, the idea that, I don't know. <laughs> It, it, it's it's very confusing what they're after. They counter they, they 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 go back. You know they they it contradict take everything genius. they fucking say. Yeah, it doesn't they, take a genius to figure this out. But we're going to reveal secrets that it's obviously like, a genius created. 
Yeah, I know. You know if, if, enough if, about him. If there weren't, if there weren't, if 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 uh, if it doesn't take a genius to figure it out, then how come all these <laughs> all these quote unquote secrets have been hidden? Yeah, what are we doing for the next forty sight? minutes exactly? Right. Why are you wasting uh, my time? Why are you wasting my life? There's a secret to how it works. So they're showing two wrestlers in the ring body slamming. There's Private pain to my mom isn't lifting Ben Hur by himself. They're actually working together to pull off this. Well, hey, you know what? That would have been, I would have been blown away by that one. Yeah, you learned that one in the ring. Yes, yes. By this, uh, together to pull off this trick. They oh, call we it call a it a trick. Trick, because it's, well, we're, we're <laughs> the magician thing again. You know, we're going to go back to that. You know, we, people remember that. You know, magicians. Fuck it. No. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it. fuck it. You had, fuck you had it. it at the end there. Fuck it. He's pushing off the thighs to launch himself into the air. See? There's the push-off. See? And they circle his hand See, with a telestrator because the he's push off. Oh it's fake. God. Where's the Bischoff? That's my yeah, question. Right. So they circle his hand because boss, he's pushing off. That's right. But that's not the only secret. <laughs> Payne is trying to help his opponent, not slamming his. Uh, oh yeah, right. Okay. So they him. show how when you lift a guy for a slam, you got to cup the head there, cradle the head. Which I found fascinating because you remember. Yes. Yes, when we went to Renaissance Rumble. There was a debate. There's debate amongst- over that. There's debate over which one's better because, yeah, I mean, this the, the way they do it here makes sense to me. This is the way I that I did it, and it makes sense to me. So, right, yeah. The if you don't remember that or haven't heard the special we did, where Boss journeys this past summer to Philadelphia to get uh, some more in ring training in his Boss Atkinson. We we documented the period of the training, the intensive, where they were talking about the proper way to do a body slam. And whether before you drop someone on the flat of their back, you should use your other hand and just quickly cover the back of their neck so yeah. as to protect them from falling on their head in the slam. Some Another trainer were saying, no, in fact, what you want to do is keep your arm wrapped around the shoulder when you lift right. because there's a great risk that you will miss that last minute snap of the head under the arm and plant him on his head with a false sense of security right. that you're protecting him. Whereas if you keep that arm fully hooked around the shoulder the whole time uh, and don't have that last minute snap, uh, you reduce the risk that um, you don't snap correctly at the last second and spike the guy in his head, which in fact happened to the purple parrot right in front of our eyes. He got dropped right in his head. He did get dropped in his head. That's right. That's right. By someone trying to snap at the last minute. And people like jumped, you know, when you see someone almost, yep. Yep. you know, yep. that reaction. So I it's kind of funny. Fine, though. So, fuck it. I, I felt very, uh, very smart watching this special back and yes. knowing that I've seen the pros debate whether that's actually what, the way to what do the it. Be- what the, yep, what the, uh, the best way to do it is. So uh, that's not the only secret. Yes, we did that. Okay, number two. After the body slam, boss. The punch. The punch. And here we'll let uh, we'll let Bucky, Bok yes. Nick <laughs> Buck Joy, take over here. He's right. No one can take a beating like this if the oh, punch wait. is. Let's just start off first because he talks about how one of the guys. Which one was it? Do you know which one it was? No. So one of the one of the guys in the one of the wrestlers. Talks about how if if a if a if a guy really took punches the way that, that they take punches in the ring, they get destroyed. Like they just no teeth, broken jaw. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No teeth, broken jaw. You know, broken face, and that. And this is uh this is Bok Choi's response. He's right. No one could take a beating like this if the punches were real. <laughs> so what's the secret? So what's the secret? Almost all the wrestlers in the ring tend to work light. We work light. You can open, f- yeah, open fist. 
They work light, boss. What does so, that mean, huh? I don't know what that means. I've, I've heard, I've heard work stiff and work snug. Which never heard work light. Yeah, the audience hasn't even really been introduced to the word work yet on no. this whole special. So that must throw most of the audience for a loop when he says know, that. They should say they should say define work at that before beforehand, but. If they slow down the punches, they say like a back alley brawl it can cause damage if these punches were to land on somebody, but they throw with an open fist, which doesn't pack any they real punch. They throw with an open fish. No, but right. So if you loosen up your, your fist a little bit and throw a punch, you'll never hurt somebody. And I can yeah. attest to this. Did I ever tell you the story about how I was making fun earlier about how Doc Savage did his dissertation or whatever it was on wrestling? Uh-huh. How I did one time a class project in high school about how wrestlers do moves. Did no. No. Right. The kid I did some backyard matches with, a good friend of mine, came into class uh, to demonstrate. It was like a public speaking class, but you could just, you know, present whatever you wanted. But uh-huh. you needed props, you needed exhibits and stuff. So I did a presentation on how wrestlers make it look real. <laughs> and I played some tape of guys calling spots. I remember I played the uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre 99 show where Ken Shamrock says, slap me, and then Ryan Shamrock slaps him. That one was wow. pretty bad. Or when Triple H says, you ready for the table? Before he suplexes uh, Stone Cold onto the oh. table. Uh, these moments where you caught them in the act. Yep. And then I explained the punch and how the stomp is important. And I probably got it from this show, actually, now that I think about it. Because I'm th- trying to line up the timeline. Like, what would I have used as my guide to how to oh, throw yeah. a working punch? Oh, yeah. It probably was this. And I had my friend stand there and take my working punch. And I did just that. I kept my, my, my uh, fist very light and open and loose. And I just, <laughs> like... I, I hit his jaw, but I oh, it was all in the stomp. It was all in like the snap of the arm and not, right. not no impact. But he sold it beautifully. The crowd, oh, the, the class all gasped. They thought wow. I punched him right in the face. It was a good feeling. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, when you can when you can when you can fake out your classmates, that's always a good thing. This uh, this special made me think of that. So thanks to the Hopper winner for that. If nothing else, yeah. I also lifted him up in a suplex. I didn't drop him, but I explained how. <sighs> When you did, lift somebody up for a suplex, it's all on the person going up, not right, the person lifting. Right. Did did he did he go up? Like, did you have him up vertically? He had his legs up. I don't think he could kick him all the way straight up because he would have <sighs> hit the ceiling. But yeah, I kind of I showed wow. how it's all him springing off. Yeah, I forgot about this. That's it awesome. It was fun. I, the punch was a thrill for me because those people, every kid in that class, I swear, thought I punched him right in the face. Yeah, like I, I messed up. Jeez. Like, oh, that's a working punch, brother. <sighs> hey, Fabe, let me let me squeeze your wrist. So you know I'm a worker. Come shake my limp hand so you know that I'm kayfabe. That's amazing. tremendous. That is so tremendous. anyway, that that's uh, the demonstration of the punch. They say I'm like movie stuntmen. Wrestlers don't swing and miss. They make light contact. So I guess that's is that an accepted thing that stuntmen on a set like never actually even softly touch the other person. I don't think they do. No, I, no. I'm pretty sure from from my from. Everything that I've I've learned, they they miss. It's all about camera angles, which right. is like what we talked about with um, on Cinemat with with uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Remember, uh, the stuntman Vic Armstrong would watch the scenes with Spielberg on the monitors and stuff, and and he could tell if a shot was a hit or a miss, meaning it looked like. Some the the receiver got hit, or if it, you could tell it was faked, and so I'm pretty sure that they don't hit. It's all it's all about the camera angle, and you get that sound effect too. Yeah, right. And then you 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 build. I mean, every movie, if you notice, every movie's got a different different sound effect depending on the movie, and it's usually built because there's no 
there's no real sound for a punch. Like a punch doesn't really make a sound when you right. when you deck somebody across the face. So you gotta you have to create it. And yeah, depending on I mean, it is it is fascinating if you if you kind of like you don't notice it when you're watching a movie at a time, but if you like lined up all the different punches, sound effects, I mean, everyone, it just depends on the movie. Sometimes they prefer it to be a little more natural, like a, like a slap. And then sometimes you get the Indiana Jones ones where it's like a fucking cannon firing off. Right. You know? Yeah. So true. And uh, yeah, I always wondered why punches landing in a WWF ring sounded different than punches landing in an ECW ring. Never understood that. If they're both punches. Probably because uh, they're yeah. explosive. And you can rely on that sound effect at that exact yeah, moment, which yeah. you can't do in a wrestling match. Uh, although the stomps try to replicate that. But right. you end up having to actually make a little bit of contact so that it doesn't look so ridiculous. Well, because also it's got less to do with the sound effect than it has to do with the impact. I mean, you know, you're you're not hitting on, you know, but you're only, you're, the camera's at a, at, a, at a certain vantage point that it looks like you got hit. In wrestling, it's theater in the round. So there's always going to be an angle where they're going to be able to tell if you didn't hit somebody. Right, right. So right. you really have to make contact, even though it's very it's very light. Yeah, because I mean, it's still, chest. Uh, everybody knows it's a work, but if you totally whiff and, and sell a shot, there is no worse moment in a wrestling show than that. Like, I mean, people WrestleMania 7, opening contest, fucking... Uh, um, I don't know if it's Shawn Michaels or Janetti, but they're 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 wailing on the fucking barbarian, and they miss by about six inches. You know, whichever rocker it was misses a punch by six inches, and fucking uh, barbarian like a half second later sells it anyway. Yeah, can't have that. Just no. not allowed. No, no. So there's still some integrity to keep when it comes to those blows, even if they're total you know put ons. Um, yeah, it's. It's an interesting element of the business, and it, it, it always, to me, bolsters the argument of, like, pro wrestling has this rule about you're not supposed to use closed fists. Right. Yet, the the best thing you can do to prove you're a worker is throw a good punch. That never made sense to me. Like, it's such an easy solution to the problem. If, if, if you're sitting there thinking, why aren't these guys punching each other in the face if they hate each other so much? If you make it against the rules... You remove the right. whole thing of how phony the punches look, and you actually can use slaps and uppercuts and chops, which do land, you know, but they just right. land on parts of the body that right. can absorb actual contact, and sweat can fly, and, you know, look, guys do go too far with chops and stuff and, and body shots. You still can do serious damage, but to me, it's like, God, you have this perfect reason to not throw these phony punches. It just, you know, make wrestling about chops and, and, and body yeah. blows. Make it illegal yeah. to strike the head in wrestling, you know? I mean, because hardly anything, you can drive someone onto their head, but it went, you know, disallow striking the head with your hands or feet because those are always the spots that kind of were like, you know, when a guy slap his leg on a head kick and stuff, it can look great, but it's like, can you really get up from that? You know, it's just, I don't know. Oh, I know, I, think, I know. I think that's part of the reason why Japanese-style wrestling is always so revered by hardcore fans is so much closer to realistic because they're not punching each other with closed fists the whole time. Even some guys... Um, I'm thinking of, um, who am I thinking of? Who does the closed fist? It's like a spot. Uh, oh, geez, I can't believe I'm forgetting. Juice Robinson used to do it. Mm. Like a closed fist punch that actually lands and drops a guy. It's like a holy shit moment because right. these guys are always throwing elbows because they're not supposed to throw punches. 
they're always throwing uppercuts and boots and, and they're not, you know, they're, they're not doing these full on blows yeah. to the head. Yeah. It just wouldn't make sense. Um, anyway, that, that's a whole rabbit hole. So unlike movie stuntmen, wrestlers don't swing and miss. They make light contact. Uh, so open to know when to react. So both know, so the opponent knows rather when to react and they show the slow motion, barely touching his stomach, but the fans think they're real. But the fans don't secrets. know shit. The fans are fucking idiots. Right. Because they don't know the secrets. Because they don't know the secrets. They don't know Nick the Bakai. lies. Number three, the stomp. No, they're not doing the Texas two-step. They're recreating another illusion. No, they're not doing the Texas two-step. They're doing my mom. By making the punching sounds with their feet. Here's number four, the kick. It's all about minimizing yeah. the impact. Yeah. Absolutely. It's all about minimizing the impact, like a boxer rolls with a punch, one of the wrestlers explains, to reduce the force of the blow. The combo of ballet and brutality. The head kick takes perfect timing. By the head kick, they mean when you get whipped to the corner and lift the boot on the charging opponent. Mm. That's what they're talking about. Not an actual head kick in a real fight. Um, in this case, some acting lessons wouldn't hurt either, they say. Here's the secret. <laughs> that, el- that little ellipsis. Here's, here's the, the secret. secret. There's no strength behind the kick because... There is no kick. Well, I'm sorry. That there's a kick. I'm, I see it with my own two eyes. There it's is not no kick. Done with an intent to harm, but that it's, is a kick. It's CGI. You say the Rockettes aren't kicking because they're not trying to hurt anybody. Like what the fuck? A kick is a. There is no kick because this guy has no legs. Right to stand on. <laughs> he holds his foot up and brute force runs into it. The foot makes contact, but not where you think. The hand <laughs> circle the hand. Not the head takes the force of the. I mean, blow. I'll give him. I'll give him a little bit about that because you know, it is true. It's not like the guy in the corner lifting up the boot is actually kicking. He's just holding his boot. It's up to the guy running, running into it. it to create the the illusion. And I'm, not, I'm not, never a big fan of that spot either. That's like a go to to set up a move in the middle of the ring. I, I don't like them charging into the boot. I think it's stupid. I think Why? it's unnecessary. Really, you don't like it? Not real. I don't. Oh. I think it's it. It does. It makes the guy running into the boot look like a total idiot. Like. Thousands and thousands of matches where this happens and nobody figures out that you don't charge yeah, but, the corner. Yeah, but you don't know though because sometimes you do charge the corner and it works. It's a, it's yeah, a, it's yeah. a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a chance move. You know, you, you, you know, you do what you can, but you never know. If the, show if, how the, the, the yeah, you know, it's it's true. I, I feel like not. Not that people would stop charging. I guess I didn't mean that. I meant that guys would fall for it when the boot comes up and not stop. Like. Oh. Like, not, I don't know. It just well, it depends like on how far, you know, like they try to, the, I think the idea being that they've already kind of started running and they're kind of. Yeah, I can't control themselves, you know. yeah. I mean, but then again, that, but I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to complain about that, then you should complain about the Irish whip altogether. Well, that's true. Because there's no reason for you to move. Like, just because a guy's pushing you in the back doesn't mean your legs have to go with you. Right. Not at all. All right. It's kind of weird that they don't broach the Irish whip on this show. You know, I know they don't. Like, they don't talk about it at what all. What the fuck is that? Like, yeah. that? That's the biggest curiosity I think most people would have about wrestling yeah. um, is why they go flying into the ropes like that and what are the ropes all about and the ropes can bite you and all that shit. Now, um, in regards to fake here, too, let's talk about, you know, what about uh, Cody's injury? What are we thinking about that? Is it fake, real fake? Yeah, exactly. I yeah. Know. I don't know. I think. Yeah. I think it's Show a NBC this at WWE Stan. You know, like, how about that? What, what about now? How about that? You think that's fake? Yeah. If yes. this is so fake, then take a look at this. Huh? Huh? You think it's fake? You think wrestling's fake? You think entertainment's fake? Take a look at my cock. Huh? <laughs> huh? You think Vince is fucking fake? Idiot! Are, are you tired of this shit, Vince? 
Eat my fucking cock. I'll show you how fucking fake it is. Eat it. It's kind of Eat funny it. to me, like Vince takes the most personally when someone calls it fake and he's like not even a wrestler. I don't know, because he wants to tell himself it's fake more than anybody, right. you know, to take advantage of these guys. But for some yeah, reason, but, it just but you know, but it's the thing. If someone tells him that it's fake, right. he's, you know, fuck you. I get to say when it's fake. Correct. Exactly. I get to say when you're marking out for yourself and being a mark for yourself. Fucking idiot. So, yes, uh, they point Eat out how the guy balls. takes the kick on the corner charge when the boot comes up, how he puts his hand up yep. so that the boot hits the hand and not his head. And, you know, that's fine and everything, but it's kind of it's kind of logical. Like, anybody would put their hand in front of their head if someone was going to kick him in the face. Uh, yeah, and they're run- sure. So to me, it's like not so much... It could easily be explained away as a defensive move as opposed to like a sleight of hand, you know? Yeah. That's one thing I, I, I don't understand why wrestling doesn't take more advantage of. Like, a guy should always put his hands up when he takes a chair shot to the head. It shouldn't be like this. A guy should always cradle his arm behind the back of his head when he's lifted and dumped in like an angle slam or a back suplex or a yeah. German suplex. That's what you would do if you were getting launched like that to protect yourself. Sure, sure. Uh, it can be explained that way and keep things safe. So um, relatively safe. But they also have this little subtlety I never thought about. Not only does he take the boot on the thumb or whatever you put right in front of your, your hand, but also the arm, the other arm guides the leg to its target. I never noticed that. Like, the boot is sitting there and suspended in air. Apparently, and arm two lifts the leg up. Right into position to make sure it hits him right in the head. <clears throat> the kick looks real. I don't know <laughs> about we, that. But we know it isn't. We know it isn't. It's How about fake. the headbutt? Oh, my God. Well, first of all, can I tell you what I think is so great about this and how, but also weird, is the music. The music is so ominous. Like I feel it like is. we're watching a true crime show on, like Discovery, uh, uh, in, you know, uh, investigative Discovery. Yeah, it's like they're explaining you know? to us how they commit like murder, murder, right? Than, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But um, uh, yes, the headbutt, and there's a guy. Again, I feel like sound trying to sound like Jesse hiding his Minnesotan is talking about uh, the headbutt and 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 using that. Headbutts are awesome if you know how to do them. I'll hit my thumb or my hand. Sometimes I might not even come close. Sometimes. Headbutts are awesome if you know how to do them. Sometimes I even use it to go. I use my thumb as a guide. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, kind of like when you put your finger up to the wind to figure out what position to take politically, right? (laughs) Usually what I do is I lick my finger, lick my thumb, put it on the forehead of of my opponent, give the headbutt, and it goes right on my thumb. Jesse Ventura t-shirt coming soon to ProWrestlingTees.com slash the lapsed fan. Putin approached me. I didn't approach him. It's the lapsed fan wrestling podcast with Jack Encarnacio and JP Sorrow. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus with a U.S. based restoration specialist on your team. You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, 
you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. It's the Lapsed Fan Wrestling Podcast. It appears savage and unmerciful act <sighs> in which heads collide with raw <laughs> energy. Of course, that would cause an instant concussion. Let's fade in and out. It looks, and he goes, it looks vicious. You, you know what else is vicious? This fucking voiceover act. <laughs> yeah, sounds vicious too. Right. Let's fade in and out as if from the wrestler's point of view too when he takes the headbutt. There's a little bit of, someone got inspired here. They, they fade out as if you're losing yeah. consciousness, the viewer, right? Ooh. There's that moment. Yeah, but he drives the forehead into his own thumb, pulling sharply away as he connects. Now that you know the secrets behind these five things. the secrets. You'll never look at wrestling the same way again. It's all fake. But what makes it so believable? Wrestlers call it the sell. And the Kane guy says, if they don't know how to sell what I'm doing to them, it's not going to look real good. Oh, my God. By the way, real good is not the same thing as real. Real good. The sell job. When you receive a punch, you have to sell that punch. Your job is to sell the grimace, which I don't know what McDonald's has to do with any of this. I agree. To make the hold look painful. You could lose every match in the world. This is one that you really know they're working you. Yeah. You could lose every match in the world if you know how to sell. You can become a superstar. Oh, that's what, that's, that's what, that's what, that's what a fucking promoter tells you so you won't ask for a raise. <laughs> yeah, I'd do the job without any questions asked. Right. People will love you. Nope. Um, they love you if you win. How about that? That's that's the sure thing. The, Listen, if you sell and win, now we're talking. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, that's what makes Savage so fucking money, because he could sell and then he'd win. Exactly. My point is, it's not like you can't find examples in history of guys who have gotten way over and didn't win all their matches or hardly won all the time, but 90% of the, the odds no, are way in your win. favor if you win to get over than if you lose, and, and they know this. And, I mean, and I guess anyone the who acts like they don't know that is brainwashed. They, everyone yeah. loved them. <laughs> yeah. Um uh Nick Bucky says that if the um this is funny that if the wrestlers didn't grunt or groan, then this would look downright hokey. Oh <laughs> I mean I'm watching the show right now and it's pretty fucking hokey to me. It's the hokiest thing I've ever I seen know. on television in my life. They play uh, crowd noise over an empty building and say, by selling the agony, the crowd... Here, here it is. Here it is. Oh, I, I jumped my vicious line. It's here. It's in this one. By selling the agony to the crowd, the fake fight looks vicious. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. The all-American boy acted more like the all-American baby in an armbar. All-American asshole. This poke in the eye looks convincing. Here, the thumb never comes close to the eye. But the fans buy it. Little... <laughs> Because of the cell. Little do we know the other that the other wrestler has his th- thumb in his mouth the whole time. <laughs> He's a baby boy, and he needs his treats. And, and his he warm needs f- his diaper change. <laughs> he starts getting all weird about it. Cut, Nick. What are you doing? And it's full of now, shit. Now the real <laughs> the real question is: Is the diaper full of real shit, or is it faked? Right. The real question is, did baby make a mess again? And what price should he pay? 
Let the fans Does buy baby it. get punished? If the fans buy it, who cares? <laughs> he says the fans buy it because of the sell. He obviously wasn't talking about the last pay-per-view. <laughs> Nor the sale either for that matter. <laughs> they show like they never do this move anymore. And they won't really do it in 98 either. The rake of the eyes across the Oh my the top God, rope. it's so bad. They love this. It's like, what are, you, what are you, Hogan setting up Earthquake for a body slam? <laughs> You'd never say, but they show how, you know, your eye doesn't touch the ropes. You put your thumb in front of your eye. When I don't, nobody breaking. does the fucking walk across the rope. Like, no. But again, totally logical. It still, sure. still would be very uncomfortable, but you would expect somebody who was about to have their eyes raked across the top rope to try to cover their eyes. But yep. apparently that's what yep. makes it totally fake. That's the arm bar, fake. very believable. They show a guy cranking like a madman in yep. the arm bar. Yep. Yeah, that's. That's a real arm bar. Someone can just survive for minutes on end in it without their elbow snapping yeah. in half. Here's how it looks without the theatrics. So they show a guy <laughs> cranking an arm bar with and without selling from the opponent. I really, I wrote around this part. I don't know what to fucking do here. I don't like, know, I don't know do how here. to keep up with this fucking show. It does. It gets overwhelming at a it's certain point. So there's not a moment that is not entertaining from a wrestle crap point of view. It's exactly It's correct. just complete garbage. It's it's some of the most utter shit I've ever seen. But man, do I want more. It's My God. so it, fucking and look, crazy. UFC and jiu-jitsu hadn't been as mainstreamed anywhere near as close in 98 as it is today. But I have to say, of the fake and the real arm bars they show, the fake one looks a lot more real because... They're not doing this hokey cranking of the arm, which does nothing for anybody. I know. And, you know, the guy is actually calm and composed trying to get, you know, dealing with the arm bar instead of squirming around like somebody who's being, like, tortured over hot Who's got no control over their body at all. Right. (laughs) Selling is vital because Mm. to make it look real. Okay. The pile driver, the chair, shot No different than a stuntman in a movie or an actor in a movie. Oh, my God. Well, the people are watching the match. They want to believe, Skullduggery says, and they do yeah. believe. Thanks to sell jobs like these. And I'm thinking, Ugh. nope, they do not believe because of those. No, no. I, I'll tell you what. Where I lose, where I where I lost the, this group of wrestlers is when they were introduced. So That's right. That's no, right. Nothing you can do there, I guess. Coming up next, the mystery men who decide who wins and who loses oh every wrestling match. And they show Harley Race in silhouette. Oh. Your job when you're out there to get bumped. (laughs) Fucking bump me under the ring. Wait till you see what's hiding down there. But (laughs) first, pants. (laughs) Guess what? Mr. Snake is here and alive and well. That was hiding under there. Mel Phillips. (laughs) Hi, kids. Oh, my God. How many fucking meals like like Pennywise clown? Under the fucking ring. Listen, Mel Phillips. How many Happy Meals do you think Mel Phillips bought in his life? Oh, way too many. <laughs> way too many Happy Meals. Hey, oh, you my wanna, God. You wanna have, look, I, you know, I went to McDonald's and I, you know, I got an extra Happy Meal. Do you want one? Oh, stop. <laughs> God. You want the, some chicken nuggets? The, the plastic uh, Halloween pumpkin ones, the oh. plastic buckets, the ghost one, the white one. I just, like, I have an extra Happy Meal. Would it make you happy? It'd make me happy to make you happy. Have you had your break today? 
Ronald McDonald gave me this one just for you. Oh, no. Talk about grimace, huh? <laughs> oh, God. Here, I'm grimacing. This went right. dark. Went way fucking dark here. But first, one of pro wrestling's fabulous fakes, the <laughs> suplex. <laughs> and that's money. The action in that. the ring is less than real. <laughs> so they show uh, Skullduggery giving a high oh, delayed vertical suplex to Slither, Christopher Daniels. Looks painful, but it's really not. I'm cradling his neck in the crook of my elbow, and that way you does not make contact. Right. So how does that protect the back? Right, exactly. The suplex isn't supposed to hurt the neck. Right. I mean, I know and that like you, the idea is you always want to protect the head, but like... No, it's good you do, but you can't suplex somebody without putting your arm there. It's I impossible. Know, I know, I know, I know. Um, well, you could do a gut wrench of sorts. But. Well, that's true. If you call, Yeah, a different t- kind of suplex. But the pro wrestling vertical suplex, you have to put the guy's head there. You can't lift him otherwise. Right. All it takes is well, a little you can't lift them anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Right. If the guy doesn't cooperate, it doesn't even exist. Right. Move. All it takes is a little teamwork and a lot of salesmanship. The acting in the ring is less than real. Behind this, uh, what is a puppet master? Oh, but no. uh, behind this mayhem, behind this mayhem is a puppet master who decides who wins and loses. This would have been a great shot for Vince Russo. He should have done this one. Oh, and he was behind mayhem, the nineteen ninety nine pay per view. That's true. The man who orchestrates this big scam is called the Booker. Booker. Scam. Harley Race, scam in the same sentence. Like, that's, I mean, I mean, they're calling it a scam. Like, we're hoodwinked. (laughs) That's so, like we, like we, um, like we're entitled to our money back, right? Like we were sold a bill of goods. Like, we didn't know. Like, oh, I didn't know this wasn't real. I'm, I want my money back. I was not, because I now know that this wasn't real, I have decided that I was not entertained. That's the, Right, exactly. That's the strong implica- uh, you know, implication of that statement, is that somehow the people didn't get what they were expecting to get. I mean, did uh, Hulk Hogan go over? Yes. Is that what you were right. expecting? Yes. Then were you, you scammed? No. Is that what you wanted? <laughs> no. Um, A dis- will- uh, okay. A scam definition is... A dishonest scheme, yes. semicolon, a fraud. Sounds like a t-shirt to me. <laughs> You're a, hippo, a hippodroming scam. scheme, to That's be more right. specific. Hippodrome scam. Um, and here's here's how you know they're working, the producers. Uh, even, yeah, I love how the wrestlers get the works through. I will do what the booker says because he's the man paying me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right, right. Backstage, the man, the booker, concocts a secret plan for the match. <laughs> They show black and white footage like a surveillance camera. Right, like it's a fucking, you know, reenactment type thing. Right. Like, like they're doing like a back alley, like drug deal or something. Or or like it's, a, you know, the pool table behind the strip club that the mob owns kind of thing. And they show the a heel and a baby face Here's sitting together. <laughs> Here's footage of a scam. Courtesy of GTV. Here's footage of the real scam happening in front of our eyes. It's not real, is it? Yes, thank you. Yes. I would actually love to hear a British version of this show. Well, do you know, the scam, yes, of course. Well, <laughs> you know, the action in the ring is less than real. In fact, it might be considered more of a scam. Headed by a man called The Booker. <laughs> it sounds like a BBC special. <laughs> The Booker, Booker Con Carne. That's the BBC <laughs> right there. <laughs> he takes an assessment of his roster and decides tonight might be the night for the superhero to win. 
the fans and they show like these little kids like, oh, Papa, look. Like Peppa Pig fucking kids. Yeah, you right. Know? I know, right? All these fucking like <laughs> these innocent children who have no desire to watch wrestling who are, <laughs> you know, much more intelligent and better off without this shit. Like a bunch of kids dressed like Paddington Bear. Like, Father, Father, look. Father, look. I see the, I see Sliver. <laughs> wait, oh, well, wait. Brother Fred, is that Ben Hurt? Why, yes, it is. Brother Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel's favorite, Nigel's favorite is the heel, 10 Downing Street. Well, you know something, Father? This evening, I'm actually preferring brute force. (laughs) (laughs) I prefer, I find myself preferring. I tend to prefer it. Hmm. And yes, Who are you going, Father? (laughs) Who are you? Which is, is do you have a favorite, Father? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my favorite is the meat and potato pie on buttered barm at the fucking concessions. My favorite was not being here. (laughs) <laughs> like it's, you get these proper boys and all of a sudden yeah, you know what my favourite was was not coming with you little fuckheads <laughs> you bloody blowholes <laughs> you I'm bloody blowholes you know, you know I, the last thing I want to do is sit here and watch this fake rubbish with you this, these pantos it's, it's fucking pantomime Somebody already knows who's going to win. I don't know who's going to win. You don't know who's going to win, but someone back there does. They fucking planned it. It's a scam. <laughs> We're all being scammed, and it's your fault. You so we, fucking... <laughs> <laughs> We're all being scammed, and it's your fault, he says to the kids. By the way, there's a pantomime in the ring in his closet, a pantomime. <laughs> as, it, as it were. All right, let's be clear. <laughs> A, a Pant O'Shaughnessy right. in Ireland. Um, so, yeah, there's a baby in a heel in this black and white footage backstage sitting on chairs, talking it out. They explain yeah. the American boys clean cut goes by the rules, yeah. represents everything that's good. The heel is the opposite. The thugs, the bad guys. And they let's see how the fans and they show fans entering on surveillance cameras. And this is the moment of truth. This is and, the most bizarre claim of all time here. As the crowd enters the arena, the booker is in the lobby, passing out specially made signs. On TV, this creates the illusion that the fans are really pumped up for the match. You didn't think they really brought all those signs from home, did you? Yes, so, because they so, did. Hold on, hold on. So, <laughs> if the fans aren't actually pumped up for the match, why are they there in the first place? Right, that, he's acting like they're paid extras or something. Right, like... <laughs> No, that's your set. That's the set right. of the I mean, show. That, that's this shit, you motherfucker. Even think they actually brought them from home. Yes, I brought mine from fucking home, you moron. That's one detail we missed. Was there a, a casting call for this special? I mean, how do they get all these people to show up like that? <laughs> they certainly weren't, you know, part of the wrestling troupe. These oh, random man. fans they brought in. Like, just so... I, I just... I, that, one, that one completely dumbfounded me. How in the past have you found like casting calls for the movies under the cinemat? What do you what do you search for? What do you mean? Oh, like you mean when um seeking talent? Oh, for... that. Oh, I'm I just do the um the movie 
and the movie, what yeah. I do, I, I, I pick the movie and then I, like, I put the movie in the search and then I can find the dates to just before, like a month before. I see. Uh, they start They're shooting filming. and like a month after. And then usually if there's something right. in there, it's usually around there. Yeah, this will be tough, though, because they didn't call this wrestling secret. Well, what do they call it, though? I don't know what they would have called it in. You know, obviously these guys didn't. The wrestlers didn't you could do like wrestling be... casting or something like that. Something. Yeah. I bet. You know what, though? You know what? I bet if you did the Nash, whatever the company name is. Entertainment, really? Nash Entertainment. They might Because they usually would say, you know, the it's a project through Nash Entertainment or something like that. So. Um, yeah, well, they, uh, the... Meltzer reported that it was. Um, whoa, lawsuits. Oh, thank you. Let's see. Ooh. Like many magicians across the country. Oh, here we go. The lawsuits allege Fox, Los Angeles Production Company, National Entertainment, and Leonard Montano, the man the music commu- the, the magic community believes to be the mass musician, stole trade secrets. They say the defendant broke contracts. They signed with the creators of illusions, requiring them not to disclose the secrets. <laughs> okay, so there was a fucking lawsuit about this. That's great. Oh, I'm sure that there were. Well, didn't they, the, the, that couple that in the article I read. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they sued, right? They sued for it. So this would be September. Let's see. See if we can strike gold here. They shot it uh, only in September of 98? That's what the Observer said. Yeah, that's the only place I've seen something that said, uh, you know, they're going to shoot it. All right. But that's the LA Times, December. Roller. <laughs> <laughs> See if we can search September 98. I would love to hear like call it come one come all you know. Oh, I know that's the, that that pretend to be a wrestling be fan. You stupid bitch! Yeah, nothing. <laughs> you right. motherfuckers. So um, they show the fans entering just like you played. You don't think they brought those signs from home, did you? And that that kills the whole special. That right there, the right. fact that that got right. through. I mean, yo, ninety percent of it is true what they say about how the moves work and everything. Right. But once you get let that go in, you're like, okay, these fucking guys, you know. They lucked out that so much of it is accurate. It's not the reflection of a job well done. Calling the match is next in our oh. title. In the ring, the wrestler does the mm. booker's bidding. <laughs> he tells the good guy to lose. He loses, we're told. Uh, no. Um, and they show the guy having a sleeper. Check him, Raph. You better check him in the, how they, you know, right. do all that. the communication. Those, right, so they can sneak in their, oh their my communication. God. It's so... It's so fucking great. It's so silly how they do this. <laughs> yes. Check him, ref. You all right? Check him, ref. Check him, check him. Come on, ref. He's going to submit. Duck two. Check him, ref. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> Get it again. The misconception is the entire match is scripted with every move perfectly choreographed. But how could two loves oh. remember all those intricate moves? Well, I'm actually, uh, you know, I'm actually a licensed uh, real estate agent. Okay. I, uh, you know, what I like to do is... Uh, I've uh, I've sold quite a bit of property. I'm in the I'm in the uh, the starting stages of building a uh, a shopping mall or a strip mall for uh, leasing uh, different uh, product, you know, different uh, things. But in the ring, I like to eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it. This is my kind of party, fucking bitch. I eat this shit alive, <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> yes. What's the problem with the do rag? By the way. <laughs> The burn, the burn implicit in that lugs oh, comment. Oh, God. It's so, it's so offensive. Well, they don't have to remember everything, boss, because they're secretly talking to each other. They're having a secret dialogue match. that nobody understands. 
sunset. Eat Close that line. shit. Close line. They're calling all these spots. There's the chin lock with all the noise in the arena. The fans can't hear their secret conversation. They have no idea what's going on. Why don't we turn on the no, wrestlers' oh hidden mics? The hidden microphone. Oh, here. This is I, I, groundbreaking TV documentary. Here comes the money. All right. Why don't we turn on the wrestlers' hidden body mics and listen in? I got a nail, baby. Oh, two elbows. I got a baby. You're not. <laughs> you're not. You're mine. You're going out. Check them, ref. You better check them. Tuck the elbow. Check them, ref. Check them. He's mine. He's mine. It all goes according to plan because the wrestlers are telling each other what to do. First, the two elbows. There's one and the second. Now the tackle, right on cue. Then he ducks the elbow and follows up with the ever-popular sunset flip. Did you hear brute force call for a clothesline? The All-American boy sure did, and he was ready for it. The audience couldn't hear the covert conversation, and that's what completes this illusion. They're obsessed with magic tricks, these fucking idiots. There's another deception the fans can't see, even though they're staring at it the entire match. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's my favorite part of the yes. whole show. Yes. Tackle. Sons of Flip. Come on, he's mine. Duck Doom. Just hilarious. Just so funny. Oh. Next title, The Ring. Taking the buckles, the solid floor, but it's all just an illusion. The corner has a pillow over it. And they show a guy poking his finger on the corner padding, which, oh of course, God. is just the WWF version of it. Right. It's four inches of foam rubber padding, softer than an orthopedic pillow. What? Get out of here. Foam rubber? Bullshit. Why? What have you seen turnbuckles uh, made out of? I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm being The ref says sarcastic. the wrestling... It's made of metal. They talk about the difference between a wrestling ring and a boxing ring. This is the referee. This is Dan Fadden talking. Uh, Farron. Wrestling needs, in most cases, a little bit of give, they say. It looks so much better when you hit the mat and there's a bit of bounce to it. And that's true. If you slam somebody in a boxy boxing ring sure. and he doesn't bounce off the mat, it doesn't look bad and he gets hurt. It doesn't look good and he gets hurt. Uh, a peek under the canvas, several layers of thick padding. Same used to break falls in Hollywood stuntmen. If you ever used a bedroll when you went camping, that's about the thickness of the pad. Yeah, also the same thing. It's fake. It's <laughs> fake. Some rings have a spring in the middle. They show one absorbing some of the shock, but not all of it. Hidden under the ring is a giant spring, and they show it rattling away as the guys take bumps. Oh, my God. Um, acts as a shock absorber. That I, I'm not sure that's I every ring. I think that's every ring. I don't recall no. that being, you know... It's like the ECW... <sighs> Kind of ring, you know, where you hear the plywood rattling the whole yeah, time. That's like, not every I'm, ring. I don't remember the ring. I don't remember what the uh, what the I don't remember what the ring in Philadelphia was. I don't recall. There, there, there was a spring under there. I remember going under there, there with on the documentary. Yeah, we peeked under. I think uh, Joe Grasso he gave us okay. a tour of the ring and you know let us feel around a little bit and describe and wherever it's there. It's a, it, it's in the show. I don't remember exactly. I can't picture it with my mind's eye. I don't but remember. There is something or, under there. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure. Yeah. I don't remember how much padding also is on the the plywood itself, too. Right. Um, I know that there is some, but it's also not. You know, it's not like the shit doesn't hurt. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. You know that that's there. There is padding, but it's not. You know, it's not the. It's not easy to. 
to the real to key drop. is not to find a way to do it and not get hurt. The the key is to callous your body to the way it does hurt. Right. And right. All of a sudden the more I mean, you're right. It's really about it's about creating that it's about tricking your brain into doing something that it doesn't want to do. Right. Exactly. And once you could do that, then suddenly you can much more easily control right. how the weight gets distributed. But when your brain is resisting going for the ride the whole time, right. that's when you get hurt because you're just posting on uh, you know, unnatural ways. You're trying to roll with it in a way that can hurt your shoulder and all that. Right. It's just not, not natural to fall the way you need to fall to preserve your body to some degree in wrestling. So, uh, yeah, between the foam and spring, another secret, the loose sheets of plywood that provide an added bounce. I never, I always thought the plywood is like just a, for good noise. I never thought of it as adding bounce, but I guess it does. I mean, it stand does on a bounce, piece of, but. It's a piece of plywood that's like curved upside down. You do bounce on it. So never thought of that. The devious effect of plywood is the bone crunching sound it makes lurking below a bigger, more deceptive secret, a microphone. They have a mic under the ring. Sending the sounds of the bumps through the arena speaker system, amplifying them a hundred times over. And if you've ever sat as far up in the nosebleeds as we have at a WrestleMania, you know what they're talking about. The 1812 overture when these guys take oh bumps. Oh my God. It was so fucking loud. Guy takes a slam. Three boom. seconds later, you hear. Boom. 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 So true. Uh, and I've been to ECW shows, man, where they would, holy shit. It, you would just hear that thing go. Well, you're sitting there and you're in, you're in the crowd and people are screaming and there's no acoustics in this building, but goddamn, if everyone didn't hear the uh, ring out of the same speakers that the entrance music played out of, you think the fan would notice the slams and notice near the speakers. Here's how it sounds to the crowd. Boom, with an echo. Now let's turn the hidden mic off. Not nearly as impressive, is it? Actually, it sounded good, actually. In a weird way, I kind of liked it better. Yeah, yeah, I think they were kind of that. Then they show the push of the granny coming up. The granny takes the bump. Don't worry, it's all just part of the act. And they show the backdrop, the leg driver, the leg drop, the pile driver, and all those secrets still to come. Plus, is all that blood real or fake? First, another of wrestling's fabulous, fabulous fakes, fake. the splash. The splash. It's a fake. They show Colossus for his private pain, and uh, there's a, a hip toss on and a stomp, and he hits the ropes and does the splash. How come private pain doesn't experience pain in his privates, they say? <laughs> no need to call 911. Here are the secrets. I could do this all day. It's so fucking great. Here are the secrets. Colossus sends a Here warning, the, the signal. This is a new one. You kick the guy's arm before you splash him so that you don't accidentally land in the yes. arm. And yes. Yeah, is that a thing? Yes. Oh, wow. If it's out there, if it's out there, you kick it aside. Yep. So it's, it's that, uh, um, I remember because I did a splash. The first Renaissance Rumble, I remember that that was a thing. Like if the guy's arm's out there, you fucking tuck it in. Otherwise, you're going to, you know, you're essentially going to crush it. With your, with your knees. Joe Grasso learned that from Exposed, Pro Wrestling Greatest there it is. Secrets. That's going to be right. That's right. That's, that's the a, thing. I heard that's where he wanted, that's what he decided he wanted to be a pro wrestler when he got exposed. <laughs> exposed. That usually works the other way around. I know. You get exposed, you want to stop being a pro wrestler. Right. But no, it doesn't, so it doesn't get broken. He tucks the arm flush to the body and does the splash. But you notice Private Payne lifts his head off the mat to absorb the shock, but Colossus simply lands in his arms and knees. Wrestling fans have been tricked again. <laughs> That's this is what I'm keeping forever. Wrestling fans have been tricked again. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's going that in. one forever. Good for you. Good call. Colossus tells us, of course, the ref is in on it. Then oh. it's Dan Fadden's moment. <laughs> the ref. He's the biggest ruse of all. 
The ref begins a search for foreign objects Here, as if those. I'm thinking the whole thing. Here. Go ahead. Thank you. The referee begins every match with a search for foreign objects. As if those get-ups weren't foreign enough. Of course, the ref never finds anything. Why should he? He's in on the scam. <laughs> He's in on the scam. He's in on the scam. Oh, my God. Oh. It's so demeaning. It is so fuckingly demeaning. It really is. I mean, these guys, they're just trying to put on a show, you know, like, and they're trying to actually not hurt each other. They're trying to go home to their families and, and they just act like they, they, they're just making off with all the profits. I mean, you know, it's funny, like, you know, sex workers get more respect and fucking anybody uh, I'm trying to think of them. Even drug dealers get more respect than pro wrestlers do. Right. At least in yeah, this fucking at, documentary. At least, at least like sex workers have like, you know, like far left wing podcasts trying to unionize them and shit. But wrestlers right. don't even have that respect. No. Yep. Um, it, it's something else. So the ref and he starts searching for foreign objects and yes. Yeah, does, does Tony Khan believe in a union? <laughs> uh, he, he's not going to answer questions about that tonight. Oh, wow. All right. Of course, a, the ref. Uh, there's never... a, uh, you know, because they're in football and there's a players' union there. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he can act like he doesn't know how it how it would work, what it would take. Of course, the ref never finds anything. Why should he? He's in on the scam. He's in on the scam. The real purpose is to give the referee time to pass on last minute instructions, which I don't think is true at all. I don't think they do the inspection of the boots and shit so that they can tell them things. Maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. Um, probably should have asked Dan, but I don't think so. Uh, he, he pretty much said that everything he does on this thing, he never actually did in wrestling. I know, so, right. Uh, Colossus Inside Out goes slither on the clothesline, and then uh, don't take our word for it. Uh, ref says, we're going to need a couple extra minutes in the main event, so we need you to jumpstart the actually, crowd. the real big secret is that all the referees are robots controlled by a joystick in the back by the booker. That's how they, yeah, that's that's how they portray it. <laughs> so we need you to jumpstart the crowd. Two. Three, winner. He tells the wrestler, jump this guy at the bell. Then he goes to the other wrestler. He's going to jump you at the bell. We need need more time for the main event. You guys aren't worthy. Right. Yes. Back to your corner. Ding, ding, ding. And he rushes in and punches him. It's the Lapsed Fan Wrestling Podcast with Jack Encarnacio and J.P. Sorrow. They say the ref is every bit as important as the two wrestlers are, but the more aware you are of him, the worse uh, he's doing his job. The referee is just one more con man. Correct. The referee acts as a messenger known as passing a move. It's called Duggery opens up. uh, (laughs) Yes, it's called passing a bowel move. Yeah, right. I'm going to pass a kidney stone pretty soon. Opens up on a Ben Hurd. Tell him to move. How you doing, buddy? Move. Boom. And he moves. He has Dan Farron goes up to the guy and goes, how you doing, buddy? Move. Move. And guess what? Yeah. He moves. Okay, you got it. I'm on the way. Oh my God. Oh, my God. I can't do this fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, I literally could have recorded the whole fucking show. I literally could have just done oh, yeah. one giant 45-minute soundbite. Yeah, you got to watch this thing. It's on YouTube. You got to watch it. So, it's so ridiculous. And there's an arm drag. The ref slips out of the way at the last minute, and no one is the wiser. The ref is supposed to be five seconds behind everybody else, they say, in the building. 
The popcorn vendor, the ticket taker, is supposed to see what the bad guy's doing before the referee does. Instead of being a policeman in the ring, the ref is just one more con man. There it is. One, one of more his, con man. One of his cheats is called a blind eye, where he overlooks an illegal move to stir up the fans. Harley Race tells the ref to call every... The ref needs to call I'm everything call he sees. Him, I'm not, call the whole fucking ballgame. Just don't put yourself in a position to see everything. I gotta, I gotta, the, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take a shit. They show him missing a babyface tag yep. when the heel climbs in. Wait for the signal to turn back around. That's when the babyface points, and that means the ref can then uh, uh, see both good guys in the ring and prevent yeah. the uh, clean tag. And then the heels sneak up while the ref is trying to get one babyface out of the ring to double-team the, the good guy. Who do they pull? Why do they pull this con? To get the crowd all worked up. They become enraged. The That's ref, right. this is his moment. This is it. The crowd then gets mad at the ref. The heel, because this great injustice has happened, the ref explains, and there's nothing they can do about it, just like real life. That's right. Jesus, Dan, laying on a little thick there. That's right. Real life sucks, and these fans know it. <laughs> exactly. A little social commentary they coming out of They hate their lives. I hate their lives. Yes. We're all miserable. Ref also serves a purpose. He paces the ring, makes sure the fans rise to a boiling point at just the right moment. I, ref secretly given directions here, I got the, by the I got, the, I got, the, I got the secretly given directions bit here, here. The ref is secretly given directions by the ringside announcer, who is constantly monitoring the excitement level of the fans. If the crowd is hot, the discreet two-finger signal tells the ref to let the action continue for ten more minutes. But if the crowd is losing interest, he puts up one finger, telling the ref to wrap it up in five. And when he sees the announcer's pen, the ref knows it's time to bring down the curtain. Bring it home, boy. Within seconds, the match is over. And the third man in the ring has successfully carried out his secret mission. Ben Hur with a corner kip up in the roll-up for the one, two, three on Slither, by the way. Never the fucking, I've never fucking heard that, any of that shit. No. And, and they have the Vince McMahon announcer at ringside in a do-rag and a Zorro mask with a pencil in his hand. And he actually looks gesture. like Vince McMahon after he got his head shaved. <laughs> he does. It looks like the, the ECW champion Vince McMahon, doesn't he? Feuding yeah. with Lashley. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty hilarious visual to think about, though. So ridiculous. Uh, so heat. They talk about heat now. It's basically anything that gets the crowd to erupt. He says when the baby face gets heat, it's cheers and applause. I was confused by that. Like, I thought it was wrong to say baby faces get heat. I thought that was exclusively just reserved for hatred. Like, like you couldn't have heat if it's cheers. Right. But that's not how they explain it. No. Private Payne ringside shouting into the microphone and the fans are tossing popcorn like crazy at him. And they explain how he's using the mic to provoke the crowd. Popcorn everywhere. They call this cheap heat to have people hissing I, is a lot of fun. You've I done your job well. I didn't think that was cheap heat. I thought cheap heat was not earned heat. Yes, that's yes, exactly. No. It, it, yeah, that's like getting the fans to boo what you said instead of you, right? Right. Uh, also like, well, brawling. Right, to, right. Like the, the, the cheap heat is when you insult the local basketball team. Correct, exactly. Right. They talk about brawling, taking the action up and close and personal to the fans as a way to get them riled up. They, talk, they have one of the wrestlers talk about how a lot of wrestlers brawl. That's the way of exciting the crowd. It's violent. A lot of people like to see it. Of course, that was an absolute linchpin of WWF main events at this time period. Sure. They show the slap of the forearms to make the fight sound real. Now the crowd's in the palm of their sweaty hands. And uh, um, Ben Hurt takes a slam yes. on the floor mat. Oh, God. Else? Everything's an illusion. That's correct. It's, it's all, all the help. 
of a wrestler's girlfriend who uh, Dan uh, inter- Farron uh, identified for us. So it's this woman in black latex who is a, oh, right. oh, a dominatrix oh. in the area, um, tripping the American boy, and then she kicks his ribs, and then Brash Knuckles is arguing with the ref so that Missy Hyatt or whoever the fuck she is can slap across the face. And then uh, a Brash so Knuckles tells ridiculous. the ref to turn around after she's done. Wrestling is not what it appears to be. Everything you see is a total illusion. Shills and plants. It's... It's right. Shills and plants. So now we have all the extras, the fans in the arena, and they've got those uh, silver tassel curtains from No Holds Barred, the Battle of the Tough Guys set up. That's yep. nice. Yeah. Nice touch. And uh, Skullduggery says the old autograph bit, a piece of business despised oh, the villain from tearing up his the old, uh, the old, Is that Skullduggery? I thought it was Brute Force. Not that it fucking matters, but. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. The autograph book retains one of the oldest routines in wrestling. And guess what? This kid is secretly part of the con. He's a shill who's been planted there by the booker. When the heel grabs the autograph book and tears it in half, the kid does his best to act stunned and upset. But it's really just part of the hustle. You're working them. <laughs> You're working. Okay, them. happened once, maybe, maybe twice. You're working them. Oh my God, ma'am, Jim, ma'am, we're working ma'am. here. We're ma'am, working. Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. And then they show the boy getting pizza and a ride home with Mel Phillips. <laughs> they show him in black and white getting a noogie backstage from Skullduggery or whoever it is for a job well done because that's what they do with their plants is they right. invite them backstage after the after the matches and tell them job well done. Everything's under total control from the minute we walk into the ring until we leave, they say. And they show um, Colossus come out. Another you'd never expect to be on the payroll. Creates more heat than you can ever imagine. Can you pick out the plant? Couldn't be the sweet old lady. God. Fucking Christine Jarrett takes the bump. Couldn't be my mom, could it? And they say, how's that for pile driving, Miss Daisy? So she pokes the chest to the heel. Now here's the secret. Stunt granny and everything. um, She's got Pat. Yeah, cheap con. She's got pads on, and she takes a fall um, when the wrestler shoves her back. Two guys behind him also plants to catch her on the way down. Behind her are also plants. They explain. probably also 25, too, for that matter. But, but does Granny really hate the wrestlers? Hardly. And they literally, yes, literally, show her winking oh, at the heels after she's so shoved to the ground. Gross. Wink as in... We're in on the scam together. That's right. It's all a scam. <laughs> she's a shill. She's a con. Was, she's and a because, wookie. you know, we don't want to perpetuate a scam. They play a sound effect of chairs moving around when she gets shoved down. So awful. They, and then they show her taking off her pads in black and white backstage for a con job. Well done. Another one of the props is not fake. It's a trophy. The salt or the chair. They show, you know, those those moments. Uh, the pile drivers well still to come. How do they do it? But first, another of wrestling's fabulous fakes, the backdrop. Mm. They show Slither taking one high and tight. That's Chris Daniels. You don't see Slither struggling to get free, do you? The more time he's in the air, the more time he has to prepare for a safe landing. Determines if he leaves in a stretch limo or an ambulance. Uh, all right. He's not leaving in a stretch limo, okay? No. <laughs> Definitely not for two grand or whatever you guys paid him. Not 1500 bucks. Slither pushes off the uh, the cross shoulders and uh, vaults himself, his extended arm, creating as much surface area as possible to cushion the fall. Impact absorbed by the feet and the shoulders, not by his spine. <laughs> For those of you who I, I just can't. I just fucking can't. <laughs> spine was impacted. 
and then a Harley race. If you see someone with a trophy or a chair, you just know it's going to be some trouble. That's a deep Southern accent they managed to contort Harley race into. And then the, 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 the valet has the trophy. When she brings it in, you just know it's going to be smashed over someone's head. But taking a solid metal trophy to the skull night after night is a risk even these macho men aren't willing to take. Here's the secret. The it's trophy is cut in half and glued back together. Here's the secret. It's all a scam. And it snaps over his knees, they show. And then the oh. salt in the eyes routine, and that's still to come. And the fanny pack, and out comes the coke, or excuse me, the salt that they throw in the eyes. So what's the secret of salt in the eyes? What's the secret? My mom's taint. Because it's not salt. It's weightlifter's chalk or talcum powder or baby powder because that kind of stuff makes a big old cloud. And you can see the effect all the way up in the balcony where if they just threw salt, which is true, salt makes no cloud when you I know, it. I agree. I mean, salt makes no, doesn't make any sense Wouldn't even to see use it. salt. Also, I, I also don't know how that would hurt the eyes either. To but, get it in the eyes? I don't know. I mean... I, to be able to actually get it in the eyes, I feel like would be a big, you know, I don't think you'd be, I think that'd be, I mean, if I threw, if I threw a handful of salt at your face, right, the likelihood of enough getting in your eyes that would, it would affect you, I think is very rare. That's very true. Rare. Very minimal. Yeah, that's true. It kind of bounce off of you and maybe a couple of crystals, but right. yeah, it wouldn't be like right. the, most of it. It would disperse a lot when you left your hand. Exactly. And those chairs aren't fake. You get hit with it, you get hit with it. And they show up and wham across Ben Hurt's back. The chair is absolutely real, they say. The chair bends when you hit. makes a lot of noise, but it really doesn't do that much damage, they explain, because you hit the broad of the back. And the, the wrestler grabs the back of his head when you hit the back with the chair to make it seem like it actually clipped him in the back of the head. Creating the illusion. Illusion of fakery. They say, you notice the wrestlers always take the time to fold the chair. Not because neatness counts. It's part of the secret. It's part of the scam. Here you see the wrestler hitting the beefiest part of the shoulder with the chair where it won't hurt him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And he grabs his head in pain. And the audience assumes he's been whacked in the skull, but we know better. That's right. Over to the table, the announcers scram. They got to be fake, right? The table's wrong. The table's wrong. real too. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is a fake table anyway? What does that even I know, mean? I know. Like, uh, how would you have a fake table? If you make something and it's it sits there on two legs and you can put shit on it, it's a table. Like, there's no such thing as a fake table. Right. It's a table or it isn't. Uh, Slither says nothing is fake about going through a table, nothing whatsoever. And they show them battling at ringside. They're all just setting up another scam. The announcer <laughs> lays out, he's mine, he's mine. The brute force tries to suplex him on it's Colossus. It's another scam. Yes. And Colossus, Colossus is suplexed through the table. Uh, and they had the monitors go flying everywhere and the mics. Uh, if the table's real, it's not sawed through like you might expect. It's made of lightweight particle board. Nothing more than hard-pressed sawdust. More than bullshit. Slither says a regular standard eight-foot table particle board with a, you know, will break with about two to three hundred pounds of pressure coming down on it. So we've got some, got some physics at play here. You got to hit the table dead center so you know it's going to break. Brute force says simple physics. Since the table is softer than the concrete floor, it breaks. Thrusters fall, but it sure looks dangerous to the fans because they don't know the secrets. They don't know the secrets. They don't know my mom. And the wrestlers confess their darkest secrets coming even, up when we oh return. Yeah, I, I, got, I, got, I got here. I think uh, this is uh, even tables are in on the scam here. As Colossus and Brute Force battle it out ringside, they're really just setting up another scam. <laughs> awesome. Truly awesome. Oh, my, my God. My fucking God. 
But first, another one of wrestling's fabulous fakes, the fine bloody block. Slither takes off with a plancha from the top on a skullduggery. This move could result in serious injury if there wasn't a secret. Skull knows exactly when Slither will yeah, ring him away. Waiting with open arms to catch him and break his fall. Just another secret, happy landing. Secret. Secret. When you know the secret. End of the match. The blood is flowing, but is it real or just part of the act? Let's get to the truth of the matter. And they have a guy say Here. juicing is causing yourself to oh, bleed. Oh, oh, I got it. I got ju- I got the juicing. I also thought juicing was injecting yourself with illegal steroids. But <laughs> juicing is causing yourself to bleed. Hey, open the fist. Open the fist. Hey, open the fist. Come on, step back. What's wrong with The granddaddy of all cons is when a wrestler is literally beaten to a bloody I fucking pump. can't. Hey, out of your man's hair. What? What's wrong with you? What are nothing, you doing? What do you think you're doing? Nothing. nothing. Juicing is simply where the person cut himself in the ring and bleed uh, just to, sh- to add more realism to that to that match. Wrestling fans think that the All-American boy has bloodied his opponent's head, but he had nothing to do with it. From this angle, we can see that Brash Knuckles doesn't come anywhere close to the turnbuckle. So why all the blood? Well, most people think it's fake. Well, here's a secret you wouldn't expect. That's a real cut, and the blood's real, too. But how did it get there? Let's take a closer look. As the ref steps in to check on Brash Knuckles' condition, he secretly passes off a tiny sliver of a razor blade wrapped in tape. Stay there. How you doing, Matt? Curtis. There's the handoff. (laughs) If you didn't know where to look, you'd miss it. So much for the ref being impartial, but we already knew he was in on it. That's just gold. Just solid gold. How you doing? Here it is. How you doing, buddy? Here it is. I mean, I'm fine. What's up? How are the kids? Like, what the fuck? Blade. Blade. Yeah, right. Juice. Run this across juice, your forehead. Juice. Juice. And you notice, um, what's his name? Um, um, Bok Choy? Brute Force. Oh, Brute Force. He's the only guy with the exposed forehead of everybody on the show. Yeah, so right. he's got to be the one to run the razor. But as Dan Farron hilariously pointed out, to demonstrate the hustle of blading, they use fake blood. Right. So the the blood on the exposed specials is fake. It's fake. But the blood in actual wrestling is right. real. Right. You tell me what, what kind of postmodern hall of mirrors I'm I mean, in at this point. We're talking about just a beautiful insanity. Absolutely. Yeah, like you said, juicing. that's what juicing means. I thought it was about possession of a Schedule C drug. <laughs> but I find it so funny that, like, the actual real, like you just said, the actual real thing that they do they can't actually do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You may want to look away because this part gets pretty gruesome. With a concealed blade, he makes a small incision in the crease of his brow. He knows exactly where to cut. The wrong way is taking a long, broad stroke, we're told, across the forehead. Like, you know, so you don't end up like looking what we like do, a so it goes... <laughs> You might not want to open your head like a jumbo Ziploc bag. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Get a tremendous injury, they say. Go from fucking, way. you know, from one eyebrow to the other. A whole Did. fucking length of the eyebrows. The right way to do it is to dig the blade into the skin right to the bone and then take a little jerk. Oh. 
and it'll bleed profusely. See, I believe that to me, that, that to me, I consider the little, the little nick, the little slice to be blading or to be, yeah. I, what I, what he's talking about by, by sticking it into the bone and then it's like jerking it. That's gigging. Yes. That, that is what Jake Roberts told Steve Austin is gigging. Oh, so gross. Tremendous stuff. Two to three days later, it'll be healed. It's hard to believe how far a wrestler will go, they say, to make the carnage look real and keep the fans coming back for make more. The carnage or carnival look real? Time for the big finish now. The finishing oh, move. Here we go. This is here. Here. Just here. The ultimate act of chicanery comes <laughs> at the end of the match. It's called a finishing move, and it's guaranteed to bring the bout to a dramatic conclusion. You're such a rascal isolating this sound. Like it just picks you just like delightfully like oh, making God. I mean every fucking every fucking word that he can use for fake is is Yes. Uh, I mean it's like we fucking wrote this fucking thing, you know? <laughs> chicanery. He's a chicanery and fucking fraud and scam. They show Colossus doing a backbreaker. They say one showstopper is called the backbreaker. Yeah, I don't think about that as being a, uh, being a showstopper, but okay. More? Yeah. Another one's called Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and they explain how you're falling down on your knee and barely placing him on the knee. That's upright. Now, here's the secret. Private Payne. Private Payne lands on his feet. You really feet. got down the fucking, that, that tone. But here's a secret. Well, he said it so many times. Eat my ass. Private Payne lands on his feet, not his back. It's a very easy move to take, it's explained. Worse to the person giving it than getting it. Colossus has a job of supporting all their weight as Private Payne clutches tightly so he can fully extend his legs, although the illusion is he's got a broken back. It's Colossus who's out of breath. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I it's not, it's not, that's not wrong, actually. No, I like. I never noticed. Like when a guy does a side backbreaker, um, the noise comes not from the stomp of the guy delivering it, but the stomp of the no. guy coming across it's the knee. It's the same thing as the um, as the atomic drop, right? Where it's, it's all about, all about the guy it's all it. about the guy taking it, the guy taking it, the sale, the salesmanship, as well as the sound, all comes from that guy, from the guy receiving it. It's really fascinating to me because you think like, you know, when it comes to making the noise of the move, it's on the offensive giver. It's the yeah. punch, you got to stomp, the chop, you you have to do it because you're delivering the move. But there are some moves that only sound good if the guy who's it's, taking it remembers to stomp. It's mostly that. Wow. It's mostly that. That's wild to me. It is wild. I mean, that was one of the, that was one of the biggest eye-opening things for me was learning that for the most part. I mean, uh, well, I mean, name a move that isn't like that. Yeah, a true. body slam is all about the guy getting slammed. Uh, suplex is all about the guy getting suplexed. These moves, power bombs, same thing. I mean, it's all. Uh, maybe I'd say this: the the splash is is more about the deliverer than than the delivery because it's about the knees and the elbows, forearms hitting at the same time, making the sound of the impact. Right. You know, but I mean. Mo- I would I would venture to say that it would be seventy five to eighty percent of moves required to make them to make the sound and to make them look effective are are on the recipient. And since we're just talking with the basics to get to the absolute heart of the hustle of pro wrestling, we go to the Hurricane Rana. Oh, uh, no, wait. No, you said it wrong. Here, listen to him. He says it right. Another spectacular finisher is the Hurricane Rana. Slither tries to whip. Sc- 
the Harakarana. Harakarana. Is that a Snoop Dogg doing the commercials? <laughs> Here, there's a whole, I got the whole thing though. Another spectacular finisher is the Harakarana. Slither tries to whip Skullduggery into the turnbuckle. He ends up on the canvas. Skullduggery pretends to be dazed while Slither gets into position. Up and over, he buries him with the mighty Hurricanrana. Awesome. Two things about both of these about both of these moves. Neither one are generally finishers. Right. Neither one. Backbreaker right. is never a finisher. Hurricanrana can be if it's a super rana, but that's not often. What is this? The uh, finisher segment of Best of WWF Volume Four. I know. Seriously, what about what about a clothesline? Some continuation there, some continuity. Uh, they talk about how you know there's a lot of different variations of the rana. Chris Daniels says this, and no doubt about it, it's very risky. It's risky, all right. The announcer says, unless you know the secret, it's Skull who controls the move with That's a full true. forward flip, driving himself into the canvas. Make sure to get full rotation to avoid hitting his opponent. Meanwhile, Skull totally bangs the back of his head on Slither's know, back when he's supposedly supposed to be avoiding oh him. God. That 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 doesn't work out too well for them. Um, then they mention that Slither also tucks his head to avoid hitting the ring post as he backflips doing the Rana. Another is the leg drop. And uh, Colossus here, they call it an elaborate maneuver where you appear to drive the air out of your opponent by crushing his windpipe. But here... Elaborate facade. Yeah, exactly. They got the John Pierre Lafitte guy saying his leg will land harmlessly on the chest. Doesn't even touch Payne's neck. Payne's cell job that puts it over the top. <laughs> Watch again. Colossus's knee is bent, creating an arch and leaving his opponent plenty of breathing room. There's another. <sighs> Skull looks like he's in there about to lose, but Smart Booker wouldn't let that happen. He's like so far, the only one that, that they talk about that's a finisher is the leg drop. That's it. Hulk Hogan's finisher. So the All-American boy does a bulldog. You jump in the air, land on your butt. Looks like you drive your head into the mat. The secret? Opponent's head never hits the canvas. He breaks his fall with his forearms. By the time the All-American boy lands, he's released his opponent's skull. And he lands on his beefy arms, but he sells by grabbing his head and howling in pain. Which, which by the way, he is not doing not in even the demonstration. Close. He does not, not even sell. fucking close. <laughs> and now the most dangerous move in all of wrestling, according to Jerry Lawler at least, he must have been a consulting producer here, yeah. the pile driver. They talk about how even if you've taken this bump a thousand times, it doesn't take but one time to make a mistake that'll paralyze you. Private Payne talks about putting, and they show him putting the camera between Colossus's thighs, so we get a nice point of view yes. of what it's like to take a pile driver. Indeed, had, had tucked between his opponent's thigh with his head tucked between his opponent's thighs. Private Payne takes his shoulders, take all the impact off the pile driver, not his head. Mm. When I land, I'll land vicious and hard, but most of the shock is to my butt and upper thigh area. Of course, this is the guy delivering the pile driver, right. explaining where the sound and impact comes from. Payne pushes himself up at the moment of impact, which I didn't realize. As you're about to be spiked in your head, you're supposed to push off the thighs here. I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense. It does. So your head doesn't hit the canvas. I always thought it was supposed to be kind of wedged so tightly between the thighs that it couldn't hit the uh, the canvas, but that's kind of dangerous. Also, I, to I, have your, you got to have your head kind of cradled up, too. Right. You know? You land the wrong way, you might not get up from the pile driver, but you might be down from the pile driver, but you'll be safe as long as you know the secret. As long as you know the secret. It's wrap-up time. You know, I'll, I'll say this. While while this is entertainment and everything we're seeing is fake and a scam, these wrestlers do tell us that, uh, indeed, the hazards are real. 
I've had 16 concussions in one year. I've been hurt quite a few times, been in the hospital uh, quite a few times with stitches, broken ribs, fractured wrist, but the list goes on. To be honest with you, I'm one of the lucky ones. You can get killed in wrestling. There's been a number of wrestlers that have, have had their necks broken. I still got up. And if it wasn't for their <laughs> physical conditioning, they would have died. It doesn't take but one time, one mistake, and your career could be over and possibly your life. I would challenge anyone from the crowd to get in the ring and do what we do for one day. I love that. And for the record, yes, you did insert, but I still got up. That's I not did. on the original. That's not on the original. Which is a rascal thing to do. That's a new one. <laughs> That's a new little mischievous son of a bitch thing for you to do. I'll be, now I have to I be was, on guard. I was, I, listen, you know what? You know, there, there, I actually was playing around all the time that there was a soft one, like like the kind of with no, none of them do it. I had, I was, I was dropping them all. From 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 the the old attitude things from all the injuries, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I said, you know what? This one, I said, it's great because he actually talks about the the broken neck. I was like, just just Stick do the in. fucking Austin one. That'll be a good one. That'll Thanks, be Del. good. We love it. We thank you for that. And that's that's pretty much how the um how the special ends. You know, well, they, not necessarily uh, because now that this now that you know the secrets, yeah, you decide. Now that you know the secrets, you decide. How fake is it? After watching this show, if you still got the guts to ask any pro wrestler, is it fake? Step into the ring and we'll show you how fake it is. It's a production of the Lapsed Entertainment Group. Its content is intended for private use only. Wrestling fans have been tricked again with another scam.